Welcome back to uh, Ted. First of all, how's your toe? Oh, it's um, it's coming along. It's coming along. I deserve that. You know, when Harrison really stamped down, I knew I'd gone too far. You know, my figurines had infiltrated his world, and you know, I was I was just taking over too much. I know that he did feel really bad. I mean, and that's good. I mean, it's important for him to it's remember important. whose house this is. I mean, it's his house, but. He should remember. Well, read the read the deed, Harrison. Read the yeah. deed. It's the, the new the new one, not the old one. Should we do Daddy Potter? Yeah, let's do that. Daddy Potter, Chapter Eleven: A Visit with Dumbledad. Munchingly, the baby dads were just about to finish up with lunch when a rumble, a bustle, a vibration, and a Tinkle-linkle seemed to ripple through the tables as it was mail hour. All throughout the magical cafeteria, phones lit up and dinged and donged with messages coming in from families asking, did you pay the water bill? Title, I'm at the end of my tether dot 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 dot. Offers to put decals on their cars. Robert received a text message from his poverty-stricken mother asking him to please send his scraps from the table back in the enclosed envelope. All across the room, there was the sound of baby dads excitedly ignoring all the messages, asking them to do things and reminding them about things they said they would do, and enthusiastically responding to every message that offered to allow them to make money from home, or told them they were concerned about their limited warranty on their vehicles. Hemroin had downloaded a PDF of the latest Tesla stock numbers and was poring over it. Baby Tep Tim and Tep Ted had gotten a message from their family spuriously claiming that they had been the ones who had chewed through their Wi-Fi cable. Yes, it was. We did. It was, we yes. did. We, we were did trying that. to keep the virus. There was a virus. It got on the computer. No one knows how. And then we were trying to keep it from getting into the internet. So we cut the ca- cable. Yes, you're welcome. Yeah, safe. Just then, Tep Ted looked down at baby Tep Tim's phone and said, What's that little red message that is wiggling and glowing and getting bigger? (gasps) Rob's eyes grew wide as saucer plates. Oh no, not one of those. What is it, Rob? Out with it. Don't be cryptic. Neville looked over too. Oh no, Daddy Potter, you haven't received a howler, have you? I got one from me gran one time. Oh no. Neville lives with his grandma. Neville, come on, everybody, said Baby Tep Tim. Neville lives with his his grandma. And the whole room erupted into a taunting chant at Neville's expense. Who, you guessed it, W'd his peas. Yep. Now, what is this exactly, said Baby Tep Tim. Rob piped up. It's a howler. Sometimes you get them if you've been really bad. You're going to want to open that. It only gets worse if you don't. Baby Tep Tim and Tep Ted looked at each other skeptically. It looks like it came from AT&T. We better open it, said Baby Tep Tim. And gingerly, they clicked on the little icon on the messages app. Suddenly, the sound of Leon, the AT&T rep, boomed out from their phone. You have gone over your data limit allocated for the month by seven gigabytes, for which you will be charged $10 per gigabyte, including an overdraft fee. We will be throttling all of your data until the next pay period begins on August 23rd. To update your account, pay overdue fines, 
or extend the amount of data allocated, please go to AT&T slash accounts. Hermoyne Musk raised her bushy hair-plugged eyebrows. How can you be over your data limit? You've been on the Wi-Fi in the castle, haven't you? Oh. Oh. Right. Right, yes. Yeah. Um, remind me really quick what the password was again. Yeah. Oh, it's easy. The network is Hogdad's free Wi-Fi and there's no password. Right. Oh, I see. I, I, I had the Wi-Fi thing disabled. But before they had time to offer more very valid excuses, they heard a gentle, if curious, clearing of a throat behind them. <laughs> right on the other side of the room, peeking out from the side of a door, they saw the tiny, half-moon, spectacled face of Dumbledad Linguini peeking around the corner and gesturing with one finger. Rob's eyes widened as large as saucers. Again. Oh, I, I think Dumbledad wants to see you. Oh, really? You think, Rob? Obviously. You think, I mean, I'm quite you famous. Think, yeah. yeah. Daddy, I think he wants to see you. You've got to go over there right now. We're eating. Yeah. We're... Oh, gosh. I haven't finished my eel pie. And I've still got half a bottle of Lucozade to drink. And I was going to have a nice cup of PG tips. But in the corner, Dumbledad Linguini was waving his hands and coughing and yelling, Hey, 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 hey! All right, I guess we are the most famous kid in this school, so it kind of figures that he'd want to develop a personal relationship with us and us alone, excluding everyone else. We better go find out what's up. Yes, and besides which, I don't think Stefan's going to make our lunch date. He said he'd be here 40 minutes ago. True. He's spending a lot of time with that... With your wife, yes. Yep. Let's go find out what... Let's go see Dumbledad. Let's find out what he wants. Approachingly, they approach Dumbledad, only for his eyes to twinkle and him to turn on his heel and run playfully through the halls of the school. Come back. Come back, Dumbledad. But in his ethereal, mercurial way, he slipped and twisted his way through chambers, upstairs and downstairs, almost like it was a game. Pausing only when he'd reached a large stone gargle, he whispered a password. Mountain Dew. And the gargle stepped aside with a flourish and said, Welcome back, Professor Dumbledore. And the magical stones magically opened into a door. It wasn't magic, it was just a door. A door. It was a door and a spiral revolving smart staircase that he controlled with an app. Come, my boy. I have things to discuss with you. Excitedly and trepidatiously, the baby dad stepped onto the staircase, only for it to begin to lift them up like a moving walkway in an airport. When they entered the room, Dumbledad had already sat down and enfolded his long sinewy fingers, staring at them over his half-moon spectacles. There was something about them that made baby Daddy Potters feel incredibly comfortable, and yet it was almost as if he could see straight through them. Are those smart glasses? Very good, said Dumbledad Linguini. Why, 
You already know enough that you don't even need to take classes. You're already a tip expert. Level two. Yes, but it's an important formality and a rite of passage. And we both need a bit of time with our peers. We're not very well socialized. Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with you at all. In fact, I think you're perfect. He said that while flicking a little button on the side of his glasses. And it seemed as if he was distracted by something far away, either a memory or a vision. Although it turned out he was watching a YouTube video picture in picture on his smart glasses. After about 12 minutes, he stopped and refocused his eyes. Aha, I do love the Nyan cat. Now, how have you been getting on in the school, boys? Well, I have to say, I have been a little underwhelmed by the caliber of teachers at this school, but I'm pleasantly surprised that we're now the central and most important person on our house sporting team. Hodgepodge. Yes, the wilds of youth. Sporting, gaming, testing ourselves against each other. Ah, but life is more than just a test. There are other concerns. They listened, but he didn't continue. And once again, it seemed as if something else crossed his mind. They watched as he went to the Wikipedia page for the film Rat Race and read the whole thing. Twelve minutes later, he looked back up. (laughs) Prairie dogging. Now, I understand you've been having a difficult time with Professor Snake, but you must keep in mind he was in love with your mother, and I used that love to force him to be good and to look after you, which he resents because you are just like your father. No, I'm nothing like I'm not. I'm, I'm not Gerald. like my father. Nope. No, 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 no. We're not talking about ice fishing. We're not talking about pageants. I'm um, not talking about the bee, the Bible. Yeah, no. no. Very well, said Professor Dumbledad. Now, you carry on your forehead a reminder that the world was nearly thrown into a dark green Xbox colored light. And as I think you have come to suspect, this dark wizard of eldritch technology forged in the darkest beating heart of Seattle will not lay dormant forever. Why, right now, he's in the back of one of our teacher's heads. Which is something I should deal with. And this time, he went to Amazon.com and just scrolled on the homepage for four minutes while the boys looked at the ceiling. Now, what if I told you that Buildermort was once just a baby dad just like you two? No, 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 no he can't have been. Not. He can't have been. I won't believe it for one second. Really? You believe that he just sprung out of nowhere, that he never sent incriminating emails, he never got addicted to Mountain Dew, he never had a flip out in a tep bunker? You truly believe that no one ever slept with his wife? 
Baby Tep Ted glowered at him, gloweringly, thinking of Stefan and how great... How great he was. Yeah, and how he couldn't wait to get back out on the quaffle bodge field and eventually learn all his tricks. Yeah, right. And, and, you know, like and, imbue... Yeah, or whatever, ha- well, whatever happens. Whatever happens. I think there's something you both had better look at, said Dumbledad, and he produced from the folds of his robe an Amazon Kindle which he slid across his large, magical oak desk. Baby Tep Tim and Tep Ted picked up the Kindle gingerly and looked there on the screen, which looked almost like paper, even though it was digital, were the words, The Secret Diary of Gil Bates. Why, whoever could Gil Bates be? Gil Bates is an odd name. He was a student just like you. Go ahead and read for yourselves. Take it with you, my boys. Have a peruse. And remember, leave a review of Hogdads on Foursquare or Yelp. Also on Google Maps. For if you leave enough reviews, you can earn points as a local guide. Go ahead, see here. And he showed them his phone. Sure enough, there were his reviews. Five stars for the adult book warehouse. Five stars for titular titles. Five stars for Naughty Ned's Emporium. Five stars for hardback softcore. Why, this review here for the Esule Shack has been viewed over 600 times. And with a wave of his hand, he seemed to glaze out into his half-moon smart spectacles. And they just caught the edge of a reflection of a small YouTube video in the reflection of his eye. It was a Minecraft Let's Play. They waited for a very long time because it seemed like he was going to say something else. But he didn't. Well, well, bye. Bye. Yes, very good, boys. Uh, Now, where am I going to find some blaze rods? Tiptoeingly, the baby dads let themselves down the staircase of the magical turret in which Dumbledad Linguini had his perch. After saying hello and goodbye to the gargle, they huddled in the hallway. Whoever could Gil Bates have been? I guess the only way is to read this GD Kindle and find out. Let's read it now. But they couldn't, for it had died. I had a battery. And they didn't have an Amazon charger. They only had Apple chargers. No, they had to go to Jeff and Claw Tower and steal one of... Cho Chang. Who they dated. The end. The end. Join us next week for Chapter 12, Defense Against the Dark Tep, with Professor Cookle and the man in his head. If you're enjoying Daddy Potter, make sure not to miss the rest of Jiminy K. Rowling's outstanding oeuvre, including The Curse of the Author Online, Magical Tweets and How to Not Send Them, The Laborite Who Was Forced to Vote for the Conservative Party, and Daddy Potter and the Bigot's Dilemma. 